Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast lovers. How the fuck are you, friends? Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Today is not a Lions Lounge lockdown. It is a mid season Millwall review with Benjamin Bloom, who's been on our channel before. He, of course, has his own brilliant channel, the Benjamin Bloom Football Channel. Check that one out on YouTube if you haven't already. We did one of these pre-season. We looked ahead to the season and give our thoughts, and he he really goes down well on our channel, Benjamin Bloom. He's a lovely guy who really knows his football. So he's come back in this instance for a mid-season review. It was live on YouTube the other night, so if you did miss it, the relevant links are below. So yeah, hope you enjoy the show. We're going to be doing more of these with Ben, hopefully, going forward. As I said, he really knows his stuff. He's actually an Ipswich fan, but he's got a soft spot for me when he openly admits that. So here it is, mid-season review with Benjamin Bloom. Ronnie Ball joins me tomorrow for Lions Lounge Lockdown. Enjoy. And we are live, so if we just give it, get on the comments. So you can't see my comments, obviously. I can see your comments. Oh, you can see the comments. So obviously, I'll highlight the ones for you to answer, yeah? Because sometimes we get we can get infiltrated. Oh, <laughs> as, I'm sure you've, as I'm sure you've learned from your... I um, have, yeah. We all see the strange ones on, didn't you? We've been visited by the, um, by the political beings. Six people are on, mate, sorry. So just give it a second. Give it a minute or two. Couldn't pass a tune while we wait, could you? <laughs> Do you know what? It's it's not got speakers in it. It's a, a beautiful, expensive keyboard, but no speakers in the amount of times. It's now up there with um, comments about my hair and my clothes. Play us a tune is, is now up there. Here we go. We start. I was a little bit embarrassing because I asked you all as a guest, and I was like, whoa, no one, six people. Okay, right to 38. Usually during a match day, we get sort of yeah, around 300 figure, I believe, but obviously I don't think we'll... We'll hit that today with the dizzy heights of me and you just talking about me instead of an actual game. But um, should we get going? We'll give it another. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Good evening. Hello, Steve Lee's. Good evening. So, welcome to um, a live stream. We did one of these shows. Welcome to Benjamin Bloom, our guest from the brilliant Championship Channel. Benjamin, what is your channel called, Ben? Uh, Benjamin Bloom Football Channel. Please leave what? your bias at the door. <laughs> Nice and easy. You used to cover originally was um used to be Ipswich, and then you sort of branched out. You're doing a few Mill games. People were saying you're a secret Mill fan. Everyone says I'm a secret fan 
of their team when I say something nice. And then <laughs> when they lose and I tell the truth and say something mean, then they're um then I'm all of a sudden biased against them. But yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um okay, let's, let's just fly straight into the questions because as I say, I've said it before to 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 the my fan base watching and I know a lot of my fan base appreciate what you do as well. Um I, I know a lot about Millwall, okay. Other clubs, other players, but I'm not so much. So we'll throw you straight in the deep end if you don't mind. I know you can do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, with what do you think of? Wasn't the way we said we was going to do it, but there you go. So happens during my live streams. It's all over the place. Chazo Luke says, what do you think about Alan Campbell? Alan Campbell? Who is Alan Campbell? Who is Alan Campbell? Is he the midfielder from Scotland or someone? I don't know. Oh, over my head, Alan Campbell, are these transfer... Are these transfer links? Comment of the day, Kerry. There you go. You should have started with that. I will say, by the way, before we kick off, okay, so what we'll do is we'll do a little bit of a show first off. Let's do it that way around. And then um, once we've done that, we'll go into questions for Ben. You don't want to ask me questions. You do enough questions of me all the time. So before we do start, we'll just mention that Super Chats are open. And if you want to donate to the channel, I have agreed tonight to split every uh, penny 50-50. I thought we agreed 51-49, Dan. <laughs> so you could be the major shareholder. <laughs> yeah, super chats are, are open if you do want to donate to the, to the channel and in turn Ben's channel. So second time he's coming on, I'm sure if we give him a nice few quid, he'll be trying to get back on tomorrow night. So <laughs> Benjamin, uh, Bill, Billy has said Alan Campbell plays for for Motherwell. First, first, I, first I've heard. I try and cover all the done deals, but I I tend to not pay attention to the links until I see the guy holding the shirt there in the picture. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. True, mate. Yeah, otherwise you'll have uh, you'll, you'll be doing a lot more videos than you already do. I don't think you've got enough time in the day to do any more of it. Tell me about it. Yeah, constantly pumping in videos that put me to shame. Right. So let's talk about Mill. We did a pre-season review, as we said. We both had high expectations. The season started well, and then um, since October, a two-nil win at Preston. It's just gone very quickly south. One win in thirteen. Uh, massive problems. I want Gary Rowe out. That's, I made no no secret about that. Uh, I'll put a poll out on Twitter. It's about, I think it was 66 wanted him in and 34 wanted him out. So I think about two or three weeks ago, that would have been a 90-10 in his favour to stay. What do you think is going wrong for us? Um, I think with with pragmatic managers, um, you have this thing when it's going well, where no one can score past you and you're drawing your away games and you, you're winning your home games. And it's always on a bit of a knife edge when... Rowett's teams have never scored many goals wherever he's wherever he's been at. And all of a sudden, you go from wins and draws to draws and defeats. And obviously, that 10-game streak you're talking about after the Preston, I think there's like five or six draws mm. in a row. I was just looking at the numbers before we came on. And if you actually take the two best stats, Dan, um, goals against, Millwall are sixth best in the league and mm. fewest defeats. Millwall are sixth best in the league. So you can see that you know what the plan is with Rowett is to be hard to beat and not concede many goals. But the issue now is they're not they're not scoring. And you, you have to admit, Dan, there was a bit of a warning last season because it was it wasn't sustainable, Jed Wallace banging in worldies every week. Like you you won a lot of games with Wallace scoring from outside the box and things of that nature, didn't you? And Bialkowski yeah. making making, you know, two or three decent saves. And all it takes is a, a little move on that. But we, we thought he'd, you know, with um, all the options there um, and Zahor as well, we were excited about, um, you'd have thought that it had had the goals in there. But um, 
it feels like, I don't know what you think, it's just a bit bloated. The, so for the, I just wrote it down, for the three positions, um, Wallace, Scalak, Bennett, Parrott, Bradshaw, Zahor, Smith, Bodvarsson, and you're kind of like going, who's who's the obvious? Th- what you want is three who are the obvious three, and then three good reserves, don't you? And it's mm. and we've had we've had every permutation of that. So uh, the obvious thing is 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 the goals, and w- once they dry up in a pragmatic team, then the 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 drawing and winning runs turn into drawing and losing runs. If that's not too simple. Yeah, I think, you know, he has tried a lot of different things. He has experimented, especially lately. And that's when we ended up with this random Budvardson Bradshaw um, combination coming back to the fold because he, he has run out of ideas. He has, he has run dry. But I know what you're saying. We've got a lot of players that someone said a lot of dead wood. I've just seen someone say in the comments, it's the age of our players. We are a little bit of an, an aging squad now. You've got Matt Smith, Alex Pierce, Sean Williams, all sort of coming to the end. However, these were the players that Rowett had doing it last season. He took over from Harris. And I've said this before in other shows, sometimes it can take, as we've seen with Man United, as we've seen with um, other clubs, uh, who else was I thinking? Chelsea. So you, uh, you have a manager, the manager goes Arsenal, and it takes you three or four managers to find the right manager again. We was very lucky in the sense that Harris left it before he really, I thought he was done under him, but he left. He didn't really need to, as, from a results and where he was in the league, he didn't need to at that point. But I feel he did the right thing, left it when he did, so it didn't drop level any further. And Rowett seemed to pick up where he left off. Got him playing this new formation, this three at the back, with the 2-2, two, 2-1 two, two, up top. And they looked like a different team, and teams couldn't deal with us. But I think now teams have sussed us out. And as you but, said, he's very defensive, isn't he? But t- tell me, so what, what's the best permutationing? Because obviously it's Wallace and two others. And we thought it would be Wallace and Bennett, and then just find... I thought it was going to be Wallace, Bennett and Zahora. I thought it was obvious, but that just hasn't turned out to be the case. What's the... It, uh, which my, two do you put with Wallace then? In my opinion, it's definitely Zohor. Okay, and, that, and that's the one area I can sympathise with with Gary Rowett is that he got Parrot in. Um, it could be a little bit of false hope there with Parrot, judging what I've seen. For instance, he's come back from injury, he got injured. And then we got Zohor in and then he played one game, scored against Preston. He got injured, but you could just see that... You could see that he just had a presence there. He's very Collymore-esque. He's, Know, turning, rolling defenders and, and running the heart of defences, which I say we don't do enough. You know, big unit. You could see the players, you could just sense that they wanted to play off and they wanted to bounce off him. So I do sympathise with Rowett in that case. Um, again, this Jed Wallace thing, I mean, obviously you're an outsider looking in and, and a lot of our fans say the same. Well, Jed Wallace has to play because, you know, he's our, he's our go-to guy. He scores uh, bangers. He scores free kicks. He scores a few penalties as well. But I've got to be honest, he's not. He, his levels have dropped so far that he's very erratic during games. His decision-making isn't great. He seems to last one or two games to half given up. But you do have to have him on the pitch in case that happens. So it leaves the left-hand side. If you're going to play, you know, no no number 10, you're going to play the three up top. I like Conor Mahoney. I like... I didn't mention him, did I? Um, yeah, he's currently injured. Um, I like Mason Bennett. And I think that they're, as well with Jed, they're a little bit you know, if they're going to turn up. And I think we've got too many of those players going forward, if they're going to turn up sort of players, you know what I mean? Mm. Bennett's, Bennett's talented, but again, injury prone. Uh, if he's not injured, he can't get through 90 minutes, which I don't have a problem with as long as he plays and does the business in 70. But I think he's wasted out wide. And it's just where we're going to get the work rate out of Mahoney. So difficult one. But so we've got so many players there. We've got Bavardson, you've got Bradshaw, you've got... Um, who else you got in there? Wide players and, and players that can play in that position. Uh, yeah. Skellick. 
Scalak. You've also got Parrot. You've got Scalak. You've also got this Tyler Berry coming through. And a big, what, the big strange one for me is Matt Smith, who well, I don't really rate as a footballer, but scores goals in this division, and he's completely out of the scene now. You so need a you, you need a lot of dynamic movement around Smith, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he'll, he'll win stuff in the air, but you you need yeah you need you need legs around him, don't you? To play in this system that the, the Rowett wants to play, it will have to be Zohor, probably with Jed and, and Bennett if he turns up or Mahoney. But I don't know, mate. Just lots and lots of players that that are, are nearly men, shall I say? Yeah, and and like I said, you're looking for you're looking for that one who's right. I'm the I'm the starting I'm the starting striker each week. Sometimes um, you find in football that you you happen upon the solution. Do you know what I mean? Someone gets injured, you end up trying throwing something against the wall and it sticks. But yeah. you you'd prefer not to be half the way through a season looking for the looking for the thing that's going to stick because we thought um, after the eighth place that that you know that was it. Uh, you know Scott Malone and Zahor and Woods coming back and you thought okay um, can can you be eighth and just um, just gone the other way, hasn't it? It has, mate. It has. And I just feel, you know, you say like, the, the goals are dried up, which they have. And usually, you know, you see these stats, Bolkowski's had this many clean sheets. The problem is now, we're now conceding them at the other end as well. Uh, Leaky, yeah. three goals at home to Huddersfield, three goals away in 20 minutes away at Middlesbrough. Uh, last weekend, 2 0 down in 20 minutes against Coventry. I maintain it could have been 10 0 in that game. They scored two. Bolkowski made five saves out of the woodwork three times. Um, so we've got big problems at the back now, as well as as well as going forward. You know. Yeah. Do Do you buy into the um, narrative that Millwall are the most affected by no fans as well, with the with the one home win? I do. I do because well, yeah, one home win all season. And I, you know, you've been to the Den many times, um, and you, as you say, you love the atmosphere, and that has been obviously taken away from us. But we need to, especially in the current climate. We're back in lockdown. I can't see it changing. So we've got to lose that mentality and sort out on the pitch. We can't keep using that as an excuse. No, no, true, true. It's the same for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's had a limited transfer window. Um, I want to talk about the transfer window. Now, I'm one of these. I, I, I Maybe if you need to shoot me down a peg or two, do you think, first off, you know, where we are as a team? I'm, if we finish 17th, I'm happy with that. But I don't think the way we're going, we are going to finish 17th. I think if things carry on and Rowett doesn't lose his job, especially with the fixtures we've got coming up, I think we'll be bottom by, by, by February. Now, do you think, you know, where I personally and other fans that agree we're expecting too much as a fan base? Um, problem is the bar's been set so high. We said this at the start yeah. of the season, didn't we? Because in terms of budgets and spend and things of that nature, it's not it's not an eighth place club. They've been They've been outperforming it. But... I don't think it's a 17th place team either. I, I I think they should be higher. I mean, let's be totally honest. You, no no one's going to finish. No offense, going to finish below Wickham and Rotherham. They're very much likely to be to be the bottom two. The issue is, of course, that um, Derby, Forest, and even Sheffield Wednesday, you do think are going to trend upwards as we go. And everyone's now looking at QPR, Birmingham, and then. Millwall as they would be the ones who would if the current trends keep going in the same direction they would be the ones um that would then um you know make up the rest of the bottom six with some of the um promoted teams and of course 
you've lost to Coventry this past week. And I, I think they're seven above the, the relegation zone. So um, I don't I don't see it as drastically as you do. But I will obviously say I don't watch every week and um, and you do. But then I'll also say you're way more emotionally invested than I am. So I might I might be able to see some of the opponents a bit clearer than um, than, than you might be able to. But um no, so where would you where would you like um, strengthened then um, in the window well, if there is if there is money? Funny enough, we say about we're not scoring the goals. Who's you know who's the front three, and also we're conceding too many. I don't actually blame either of those positions for the problems. I think the position that for those problems is smack bang in the middle is in midfield because we've got too many holding midfield players. Um, Ryan Woods, I don't know how familiar you are with him, but he's been bought in by Gary Rowett on loan on a lot of wages from Stoke. And he just won't cross the halfway line. He just will not cross the halfway line. He um he plays little one-twos in and around the edge of the box. And last week, Coventry come through. And we I always say we've got two, we've got midfielders that don't get forward enough. And a lot of fans will agree with that. However, they wasn't protecting the back three in any way, shape, or form. And Coventry came to town. As I said, all the chances and goals they scored, they didn't score to go in four. So mm. I think we desperately need we, as we, we nearly got Jason Malumbi yesterday, or we bid for Jason Malumbi. We talked about it off air before, didn't we? Mm. Um, what, who, is there players in the division that you think could do us a job? I know you've got a wide <sighs> of... it's, it's really, it's really tricky. Thank you, Colin. It's really, really um, you, tricky. First of all, on Woods, um, and don't don't all shoot me down because I know it's not working with Woods at Millwall, but he looked brilliant for Brentford about four four seasons ago, but. Mm. He played in a team. I remember them playing like a 4-1-4-1 and he was sat on his own as the playmaker and basically he could play lots of little balls around the corner. His fullbacks were always next to him. You know, he had always had another two centre midfielders in front of him as well. He, he looked a really good player, but obviously it hasn't worked at Stoke and um, doesn't appear to be working at, um, working at Millwall, does it? But... It's interesting because the it just feels odd because the system was the same last season and Woods was Woods was in the team. I mean, you mentioned the number ten earlier. I wonder whether they need to do something like uh, drop. So you play one up top still, and you drop a third central midfielder in, and then play a number ten mm. off the stroke. What's that? What's happened to Ben Thompson? Well, we have been well, we have lately we have been doing that because we, we didn't have any joy with the three at the back at home. So we sort of go to a flat back four, and then he had um two central midfielders and a ten, so sort of a three in behind a one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Thompson is obviously just not rated by Gary Rowe. He cannot get a look in for love nor money. Um Interesting. And that was well, we you know, he came back from Pompey, and a lot of our fans say he's not up to this standard of football, but he came back from Ports of On Loan, completely different player, rejuvenated under Kenny Jacket. He was more of a ten. Um, as I said, I don't think he's a brilliant player, but he just gets stuck in. And on Saturday, that's just what he needed against Coventry. Someone just to say, no, hang on, we're not having this, and just, just fly him with a tackle. And no one was prepared to do that. But at the same time, he just left uh, Thompson and Leonard on the bench for the entire game. Um, I get a feeling, you know, you say, Rao, it's very defensive um, and he sets up not to lose, but he doesn't do that in a very aggressive way. He tries to do that at ball players. If you want to set up not to lose, you, you need aggressive, tough tackling players in there, I feel. Yeah, it, it, I know what you mean. It does feel it feels passive sometimes, um, doesn't it? That you're waiting, you're waiting for the opponents to to sort of come on to you. But um, 
it does look like they're if they're um, punting two million for Mullenby, then it does look like that they're backing him. And also, if if they're giving him a club record fee, mm. that that sounds like a, a vote of confidence to me as well. You don't you don't give someone a club record transfer fee and then fire him no. um, a, a week after the window closes, does you? No, well, last week as well on that subject, we brought in a new, a new head of recruitment as well. Yeah, I um, saw that. Who is this guy? I don't know who he is, but our, our old head of recruitment went to um, went to Stoke, I believe. Okay. So we've got a new guy in, and obviously that's under Gary Rowett's appointment. So it does appear that they're backing him. People say, you know, he's not going to sack Rowett because it will cost us too much money. But my argument will be it will cost us more if we get relegated. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't want to sound blase. I just, I just don't see you getting relegated. That's uh, that's just where I am with it, with it at the moment. I mean, if you uh, again, you're not going to finish below Wickham or Rotherham. So there's only there's only the one place, the one place there. And uh, I mean, look at look at QPR going into this window. If they, you know, sell Bright Samuel or Ilias Chair, then they look in far worse shape. And you know that. Karanka at Birmingham is only ever two minutes away from a meltdown and um, problems there as well, don't you? And um, and it will be tough for Coventry, um, you know, just purely because they're a, they're an ex um, ex League One team, aren't they? So, what did you think? What do you think of them? Um, have you seen a lot of them, Coventry? Because they honestly look like fucking Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coventry, in obviously, I I did follow League One as much as I could follow in Ipswich um, last season, and Coventry. And Oxford, maybe Fleetwood a little bit, were the only ones that tried to football their way out. And Coventry were comfortably the best football inside in League One last season. And um, uh, it just feels like that they just leave that pattern of play as it is. They'll probably pick up enough points if they avoid um, they avoid injuries. Got good good wing backs. Um, you probably felt that during the game comparing right. your wing backs to. Um, it would have been Darbo and Giles, and you've got McCallum as well. I, I say I really take note of other of other teams' players. That Darbo absolutely took my yeah, he's a player. What a player! And the, the annoying thing is, when I looked, it, well, he we came through the ranks at Chelsea, so he may have been a bit out of our yeah. reach. He's from he's from Southwark. He's from right. <laughs> Typical. Oh yeah. no, no, but yeah. Um, I saw I wasn't being rude. I was looking. I was trying to look at the league table. Uh, I was going to put it up on the screen, but it's a bit out of my reach at the minute. So. But yeah, maybe maybe I'm worrying too much. I don't know. I just, as I said, if the season finished today, I'd be happy because I can just see us going lower and lower. If we started poor, got a little bit improved, and finished seventeenth, well, we just like you know, I'm happy with that. But I can honestly see, and I don't think I'm being over dramatic. I just feel like something's changed under Rowett, um, and I don't know what it is, you know, because I don't think the players have stopped playing. I just think this formation that he used to like and we had success with, we are now not having success with, and I don't think he he knows. How to change it? I don't think he's got any ideas. What do you think of him as a, as a manager as a whole? Because a lot of our fans, you know, one of my mates said on the video the other day, why does anyone think we're so blessed to have him? You know, is he is he the best we can hope for as a manager? Um, well, it, it looked like a perfect fit when, you know, when you, when you finished eighth. It looked like it was working. And it also looked like a good fit for him as well after after Stoke and... And that disaster there. I mean, I remember watching his Derby teams, and uh, again they were a little bit passive. Obviously, came up against a really good Fulham team in the 
playoffs. But that was pure 4-2-3-1 and stiff old team shape that. So he can do different shapes, but you know the philo- you know roughly what the philosophy's you know likely to be, don't you, with um with with Rowett. But um it's um I mean you, you throw out all the all the usual names, but I and I always say this to you, it's just Millwall's Millwall's like unique, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not it's not just about getting a manager that looks good on paper. They have to kind of have to kind of get it, don't they? For, for it for it to work. Do you know what I mean? It's and you can go into other clubs and whatever, but you you, you have to you have to make sense of what Millwall Millwall is. And I thought I thought Rowett had 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 done that. And um like like I say, perhaps a bit more optimistically, if you look at the um it's only a small. I know, and I know this is stating the bleeding obvious. It's only a small tweak away from with a pragmatic team from a undefeated streak, isn't it? A winless streak becomes an undefeated streak um, fairly fairly quickly if you if you are the sixth best defensive team in the in the division and you can you can start scoring some goals. But yeah, I, I was looking at the um, scores. Wallace has got six, Bradshaw three, and then eight players on on one goal. So. Um, so got six. I'd be very interested to know how many of them are from open play. I'm not slating him because he scored six regardless. I don't know. A couple of very good free kicks in there, I can remember, but I'm not sure how many he's got exactly from open play. No, no. Well, that's that's a problem then. If you're, I mean, someone will probably tell us in the chat, won't they? Um, who your top scorer is from um, is from open play because it might be Bradshaw with 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 three then by the by the sounds of it, which is. Which is, you know, kind of the, the problem then is staring you in the face, isn't it? Um, I've had for to Adam's comment down there, I've heard about and Alex as well about the Callum yeah, Davidson. Just, I'm just about to highlight that on the screen. Yeah, I've, I've heard this theory posited as well. Where'd you stand on that? Well, uh, that's where, as an outsider, I'd know less than you, um, Millwall fans, about, you know, you kind of tune into the manager and um, the other staff. But it's something that's come up in, in my feeds. A little bit. Oh, look out for this guy leaving. He was he was making it. Where did he go? St Johnston. Is what is uh, he? Is he the boss there or the assistant? Oh, St Johnston. And what he did was actually I should have actually checked this. I don't know they've been getting on, but they took one of our young right backs, Danny McNamara, um, and he's really shone there. And we've actually now called him back. And James and Brown's gone, hasn't he? St James Brown, who was yeah. a year, nearly two years in front of Danny McNamara. So yeah, Danny McNamara is now. We've, we've now recorded him to give Marlon Romeo some competition. Who is, I mean, again, what, what would be? I won't say anything. What would be your perception of, of Marlon Romeo from an outsider? <laughs> um, I, I I can't give an honest one because I I get feedback from Millwall fans about him <laughs> um, about about him every week. Um, he appears to be a player that um has all the jigsaw pieces but hasn't quite put them together yet. If, if that would not be too unfair. Yeah, spot on. Again, you know, I feel like I, that's why I ask your opinion because I feel like I'm I'm slating the same players. And on paper, people, a lot of outsiders looking in go, oh yeah, but you've got Jeb Wallace and you've got Marlon Romeo, and I don't actually see these players how they're performing every week. But they're, they're not the they're not solely responsible for for our, our lack of ability to win football matches and, and get up the table. But yeah, he's another one that um, frustrates me. Lawrence Downs, nice comment there. Evening chaps, great to see you two linking up again. Thanks, Lawrence. We're, we're we're like Hyung Min Son and Harry Kane, aren't we? Which one am I? I'm the uh, Korean one, aren't I? 
<laughs> hey, you, you you can't lose being either of those guys, can you? No, true, true. I will mention just again, the super chats are open and Ben and I are splitting those profits tonight in this lockdown. Oh, yeah, we won't leave that, we'll leave that one away, Marlon Romeo. Ryan Double says, Romeo flatters to deceive at times. Where do you think we can change it, Ben, in your opinion, to get back on the right track? Do you think Rowan needs to go? No, that, I I always think that's the that's the drastic um, last resort. Um, I it's it's hard to say because we kind of um, you've kind of outlined about three different positions that aren't sort of functioning together. You're saying the you're saying the central midfield isn't really working. The wing backs aren't then dovetailing with the central midfield, and the strikers aren't scoring. So that basically leaves you with back three and a keeper, doesn't it? That are that are adequately functioning so um it, it it feels like the sort of thing that's not one one fix i'll bring this left back in and everything's going to work it feels like it is pattern of play and it is everything um working together and you would normally say well you go you go back to basics don't you you and maybe um maybe it and this is what um we're following chris wilder and Sheffield united first year in the premier league okay they're doing terribly now but he essentially just he just blocked up the central midfield. He put his number 10 in and played a midfield three. And perhaps it needs to be, like like we suggested, a, a Bradshaw or someone up top with Wallace free behind him. And then, you know, a mid a midfield three, whoever it is, Williams, Leonard, Woods, etc. And I know, I know you guys are, are struggling with Woods, but um, sometimes you have to give the player the, the, the tools to not fall flat on his face and an extra... Uh, an extra center. I, I know I'll get comments come in and say, "Well, you know, what, why do you need, why does someone need a babysitter?" But if it, um, you know, disproportionately then improves the, the 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 team, then it's worth doing, isn't it? Well, the weird thing is, he can he can do it. Okay, so on Saturday when Troy Parrott comes on, he goes, he decides to push further up the pitch and puts through two brilliant killer balls, death balls for Troy Parrott. So he can do it. I don't know whether he's playing under Rowett's instruction. He's just hovering around in the back three or I don't know what he's doing, whether he's playing, doing what he wants, but at a minute. Dan, that is a very Rowett thing though, is it? Don't go off position. Don't play off the cuff. Mm. Jed Wallace is the only one that plays off the cuff in that team, isn't he? Pretty much, and, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it can become can become predictable sort of fairly quickly, can't it? The issue I've got is if you want to freshen up that attack, who, who do you sell a Bodvarsen or a Smith to? Who's... Who's going to take him to raise you some? Now, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, no, we are, we are very limited, and that's what another question I was going to ask you. Know what can we really hope for? Let's say we've got really no one to sell. We haven't got a lot of money to buy, and for the fans that don't want Rowett out, they're saying yeah, but you know he's going to get money to spend in his transfer window. He's not going to bring in. He's not, how many players he going to get to bring in? I think he said he wants three, and he's not going to bring any more than that and change the whole dynamics of a team, is he? I think one. I believe one of those players he wants to keep is a whore. Um, How many loans is there in already? Loans, Parrot, Scott Malone, Ryan Woods. Oh, crikey. Yeah, well, this is the thing as well, you know, looking back now, I don't, Scott Malone's been not so good recently. I thought he started the season well. But when you look at what we've actually got, knowing we've got no money to spend, now, I did hear a rumour, I don't know nothing as facts, but, you know, Ryan Woods goes for 6.5 million to Stoke from Brentford. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. going to be on about 30 bags a week. No, that's, a lot, that's a lot of money. And then on top of that, you bought Scott Malone. When we already had players in that position, then you bring in Scott Malone, who's a left-sided player. Mason Bennett's another loan here. I don't know if I mentioned that one. Oh, no, he's not. He's permanent, mate, basically. No, he's permanent. Um, Scott Malone, okay, he started the season well. But looking now at what we've got in that position, we've got a young player coming through called Junior Tienza, who's not ready yet, but he definitely needs to be around it and gain experience just being around the first team. Murray Wallace, who's usually good, but had his pants pulled down Saturday. Shane Ferguson. <laughs> so... Did we really need to, to spend that wages on Malone? A club that's on such a shoestring, buying players may not be, you know, affecting it that much. But when you loan players on big wages, it still it still comes out the pot. Is he not one of Rowett's guys from Derby? Did Rowett have him at Derby? Yeah, listen, so, listen. so I think he's doing. Ron Atkinson used to do that, didn't he? Just used to sign Carlton Palmer at every club. Uh, Bringing Paddy Kenny as well for um, Walnut. Walnut, yeah, yeah. Bringing the same. Bringing the same players every time. What about one of these um, Arsenal, um, Balogun or Nketia? You know, it's a re- real quick striker. Obviously, cost you a bit in wages, but I suppose the idea of Parrot was was that, wasn't it? It was, but he's got no pace whatsoever, Parrot. No pace. Yeah. No, he's, he's got no pace. It's really weird. I've said that twice as well, so this is a little pun on Parrot. But um, 
yeah, this is what so we definitely <laughs> lack in the team is, is pace. We badly lack pace. We don't attack, Wallace, isn't it? Yeah, we don't attack with any. No one gives and goes. No one gives and like, gets beyond and tries to break lines. And it's just very pass the ball, stop. And we keep getting to the edge of teams, teams, the other team's box. And then like, we do three or four passes, and we're back with a goalkeeper. It just, it just doesn't seem to me Rowett to have any, you know, any ideas. It just seems to have gone very stale, and that's why I think you know he should go. Who do you think would be? <laughs> Who do you think? Just look at that comment from Simon. I won't put it on the screen. Oh, right. Uh, get, get, block, block Simon now. Yeah, get, get out, Simon. I have a thing on my channel called the fake news sin bin. Simon would have gone in the fake news sin bin for, for, oh, really? for that for that big business. Go play in traffic, Simon. I saw the second one, mate, so I didn't see the first one. Um, <laughs> the first five, yeah. Oh, was there some weirdos out there? Who do you think would <laughs> literally um, would be a good fit for us as a manager? Should Rowick should did go? I mean, the Cowleys is a name that gets thrown out there. Obviously, yeah. Tony has been sacked. What do you think? What do you think these Cowley brothers? Um, I like them, and I I was there when they first came to national attention because Lincoln beat Ipswich in the um, FA Cup. So yeah, they're. Um, they they would fit Millwall actually because they're quite sort of up and at them and you know uh, what's what's the word in your face um, yeah. so possibly possibly could go. I, I don't think they're from I think they're from Essex aren't they so they're not from they're not from miles and miles away and oh, um, you went to one of, I think they're actually old school friends of Neil Harris funny enough really um, yeah. one of um, uh, the the manager Danny is permanently on Sky pimping himself for a job. As well, isn't he? So um, now it's been it's been a weird one though because at the start of the season because of um, because Bristol City and um, Bournemouth essentially just uh, promoted their assistant managers, we didn't get that um, merry-go-round of all the old expected managers. I expected Paul Cook to be in a job. I expected Danny Cowley, Pulis Hewton got them in the end, didn't they? But I think. I think it slowed everything down. Those two big jobs, you know, um, uh, Bournemouth with the parachute money and uh, uh, Bristol City less so, but still um, de- decent job, Bristol City, isn't it? Um, it didn't quite start off. So you realise that um, Mick McCarthy got sacked from Apo Nicosia today, one of our, one of our Lego damn day. <laughs> Managed, obviously, for those who don't know, Ben is an Ipswich fan and obviously Mill. <laughs> And Mick McCarthy a long time ago, so we both felt the effects of Big Mick before. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Big Mick will will leave you in a heap, won't he? <laughs> after he's after he's left, but no, um, I can't, yeah, I can't really see. Um, yeah, so I suppose Cook and Cowley might might be the ones, but uh, I just it doesn't doesn't sit overly easy with me. Um, I think unless you guys are in a like serious threat of relegation or you can see it coming, then then I think a change would be a change would be smart. But um, I, I I don't see what it gains at the moment. That question there, Ben. The Cowleys have never failed in any job. So obviously they was in non-league. They went to Lincoln. They did well. Then they took about two divisions. I think from yeah. non-league to League Two to League One. Then went to Huddersfield. Do you know? I don't actually know the ins and outs of what happened to Huddersfield, but I wasn't doing a bad job, as Chris said. Yeah, so um, Huddersfield just stank, didn't it? And it needed, um, it just needed stabilising because they just 
lost every week in the Premier League and then they came down and um, the parachute money essentially went to the old owner. Um, so they had no money and just need stabilising. And to be fair, when they when they swapped Cowley's out for Corberon, I was like, yeah, that's going to end in tears. But Huddersfield have looked pretty good um, this season, middle of the table, playing some playing some good football. So, so it's worked out. I think they're I think they're championship level. I mean, they did do really well at Lincoln, but they did they did get backed there. That Lincoln were were like a, a big club down there, and you know they were drawing big attendances, and um, you know ha- had a bit of spend there. And um, they're very ambitious guys, though. So um, <laughs> someone's just said Chris Wilder if he gets if Chris Wilder gets sacked from Sheffield United, get him get get him in, yeah, get him in for goodness sake. But yeah, like like you say, he might be a little bit. Um, out of the grade. Um, sorry, someone's pretending to be you in the chat. That happens to me sometimes. I, I don't know why anyone would, would pretend to be me. Maybe he's got terrible hair and he'd like to just be someone with good hair for once, Dan, you so, know. I'd I'll probably meet him at Millwall and he'll lay one on me, won't he? <laughs> I, was on the, I, was on, I was doing it the other week and some guy said, he was saying, Dad, it's me, Dad, it's me. Like, mate, <laughs> when I said to my son afterwards, what are you doing? He was like, it won't be. Some strange ones out here, mate. Let's get back to there the man. Another name that keeps cropping up, isn't it? In the comments tonight, it's a name I keep hearing, Paul Cook. Yeah, I like I like Paul Cook, and um, if you look at the, I mean, it was Pompey, wasn't it? He he took up and he took Wigan up as well, and just such a shame because that Wigan team was superb at the end of last season. Um, again, I I don't think it's the most um, scientific free flowing football, but you guys. You guys have never asked for that at, at Millwall, have you? You just want just you want a stiff tackle and eleven honest players, don't you? A little bit of I, I like to call it kick bollock and bite. Is what <laughs> there I you go. There you go. <laughs> Another name, right? So this is someone else who said this, and we'll get John's comment on. No, that's, that's on, never going to happen, uh, is I, it? I'll try and say this guy's surname because I always try and say it. I don't think I'll get it right. Degu Deguvea. Oh, I think De, I do. De, De, Oh, nice. Don't wild potatoes, yeah? Eddie Eddie Howe, Dan and Ben. Um, Nah. Eddie Eddie Howe wants Premier League, doesn't he? Yeah, but see, this is the thing people saying, we couldn't get Eddie Howe. He he, he got the job, because I did did research this one a little bit. He did, obviously, play the majority of all his career for Bournemouth as a player, then got the job as manager, then left and went to Burnley for a year, didn't work out for him, come back. And he's only ever managed them. Now, yeah. Do you think that? Do you think he's too big for us? Because that's what a lot of people seem seem to be saying. I think he thinks he's too big for you, um, and he's doing that clever thing that managers do, where they stay out of the game for a while, and every day they stay out, there the myth goes up a little bit, and they they get a little bit better in people's heads because they haven't. Been, Gordon Strachan was always the master of that. He'd get fired from somewhere, go away for like nine months, and then get hired again. And you're like, hang on a minute, you got sacked from your last job. But I always remember it used to be Eddie Howe always used to get linked with replacing Wenger at Arsenal, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> MFC 85. Pulis is a match made in heaven. A lot of people liken Rowett to Pulis. How many games did he last at Sheffield Wednesday? For the Millwall fans Ten. saying, why should he not, why should Rowett get sacked? One win in 13 for us, one win at home all season. Pulis got one win in, he only lasted 10 games and he was sacked. Yeah, but your your chairman's not mental, Dan. 
True. He's a very good chairman. I'll say that. <laughs> for all the negative stuff I say, we have got a very, very good chairman. You compare um, him to Mr. Chan Siri at Sheffield Wednesday and yeah, you, you wouldn't swap him, believe you me. Do you think Pulis could do a job or do you think it'd be more of the, you know that, you've seen that meme where two Spider-Men dressed and pointed at each other. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It'd be a little bit of a scenario with that and row it. I don't know. It's it's so hard with some of these guys because if you get Pew, you know Pulis at Palace in the Premier League was manager of the year. He was awesome, and if you get that guy or the guy you know at Stoke, he was. I mean, I suppose the only the, the thing you would say is what he did at Stoke was was kind of very Millwall, wasn't it? It was very we don't care who you are. We're gonna we're just gonna attack you, and even if it means hurling long throws into the into the box, we'll do it anyway. So just to recap a little bit, you don't think we're going to go down. You think I'm being too got to go answer my pants too much. I, too invested. I, well, you you tell me. Um, I just I'm sorry, Dan. I just I just don't see it. Um, you know, I, I, you're not going to again. You're not going to finish below Wickhamore, Wickhamore, rather. And there's 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 one place there. Those two have got a real tough time. Right sorry, I said there's still one place up for grabs there at the end. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, also, you said you think the Cowleys would be quite a good fit for us. I think, I think, I think so. I wouldn't be. Uh, again, I, I go with the. Um, we saw Bristol City do it last year. We seen Norwich do it as well. Okay, up the other end of the table with Alex Neal and uh, Lee Johnson at Bristol City. I think you give you give a manager the season essentially. But if I don't know, ten games to go, you're three points above relegation. You act, or if you know, at the other end, you're, you're challenging for promotion or what have you, and um, you're not going to make it. Then, then you act. I think, I think he should have some credit in the bank from last year. I know I, I always say that, and people disagree with me. Say, and I know football's football is is ruthless, but um, you know, it's we we were sat here, and there was a lot of people predicting Millwall to go, you know, up one place into seventh, and then up two places. Is is the playoffs for for God's sake? And now we're talking about. I know things move quickly, but I I don't know. I just I just don't feel that's ideal. And you talked about Berylson. I I don't think he wants that type of chaotic turnover at his club as well, does he? No, no. He does, we do do things very slowly, you know, very softly, and that has worked for us down the years. And, and surely, Dan, that two million bid for Molenby is is the most pertinent silent vote of confidence he could have given him, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we did speak about this off camera. So I said, look, fair play, at least he's gone in. I mean, Malumbi, yes, I'd take him, but we do need, we need something to protect the back forward, a little bit of tenacity in midfield at the minute. But on top of that, we need more going forward. Now, if we'd have got Malumbi, brings back Danny McNamara to give Romo competition, extends Zohor's loan, that's all good, but we still need more to help create in midfield. Um However, a few people said, and I didn't really consider it until a few people said what they said. Did we really make a, a, an actual realistic bid for Malumbi? Or was it one just, you know, like we did with Jamal Lowe, like we did with Kiefer Moore, like we've done with Ben Marshall? Oh, well, we did bid. You know, we did bid a, you know, a record amount. But is that record amount anywhere near their actual valuation of a player? Or are they just trying to keep the fans happy with that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, kn I know what you mean. I mean... The, the likes of you and I will probably probably never know, will we? But you would you would hope that they're they're competitive bids. But also we we all know how frugal. You know they're not going to overpay on wages. You know all the fees are always undisclosed. And the contract lengths we never know either, do we? So 
Um, right. Never admit, well, he was always undisclosed fees and never say a contract uh, time. Exactly. And then you do have to entertain the possibility that one of the two saleable assets, Cooper or Wallace, that there comes a point where the team actually benefits from the from the chunk of money you'd get for them. And can you... I, I always give the Ipswich example. We had Kieran Dyer, who was a brilliant player. Uh, we couldn't get up with him, so we had to sell him, but we bought four players and got promoted the next season. So yeah. we, we were better without him, even though he was a, a brilliant player. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you... As, as much as you might like Jake Cooper or or Jed Wallace, you know, sometimes you you know your your sale is actually the way forward, and you've got to cash in at the right time as well. No, exactly. Well, but as we said, we haven't really got anyone like that other than Jake Cooper, who would be worth a lot a lot of money. Not has not... anyone ever scored a hat trick of own goals before though? Because that would have been pretty. I remember Carragher getting two, didn't he? Oh, mate, yeah, Carragher was quite quite a specialist. But Jake Cooper, <laughs> it was just a, a crazy day for Jake Cooper on Saturday. So I'm not I'm not saying clubs want to buy him on his performance Saturday, but previous to that, here's, um, here's a comment. This isn't the actual Steve Morrison, but we'll get on to this as well because getting back to the management thing, I did want Gareth Ainsworth a couple of years ago because I think he's got longevity as a manager. He's got a lot of loyalty as a manager. And that's the issue I have around it was his... Was his um, his longevity in any job he has, whether it was his fault or he left or he got sacked. Um, so I did want Gareth Ainsworth. And I think, you know, I, I still wouldn't mind him. He, he, they're massively overachieving with Wickham, aren't they? They shouldn't be where they are really in the championship. It's no wonder they're getting hammered every week. There's a League Two side and he's done very, very well for him. So he was someone I would be interested in. What, what do you think of Ainsworth as a manager in, in general? Man? Would he be a fit for me? Or not, it's going to happen because he's at Wickham. But... Well... He suffers from the same thing as me, doesn't he? Where people just talk about his hair all the time rather than rather than anything useful useful that he does. But um, is is that a step up from Rowett, who you know has been? Um, he's, he's one of those guys now in this, along with Mister Gary Monk, who's just managed like five teams in this division, and you know just knows it. It's not the most exciting, but it is a it is a safe pair of hands, isn't it? Yeah, Nigel Pearson's a name that keeps popping up there in the comments as well. Isn't he struggling badly from long COVID though? I heard he's not he's is not it? shaking it. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I could be wrong about that. So it could be. Second to that, mate. Talking, where do you stand? Oh, see, that comment was from a guy who makes out he's Steve Morrison, but a lot of people are actually saying as well, Steve Morrison for the job. Uh, Cardiff under 23's manager of course we know it can work before like it did with Neil Harris learning on the job do you think that would be a good fit for me or what an ex-player do, do you know what when I used to watch Steve Morrison for you guys in like 17, 18 I used, I used to watch and think that that guy's the, the manager on the pitch he was moving people around and you know running out to take a quick throw in and positioning the left back in, himself and you hear him I've heard him on a couple of podcasts and stuff, and um, you you could do a lot worse than get him get him in the building. In so who's he working for? Cardiff under twenty threes. Yeah, that's tricky, isn't it? Because um, you know there, uh, he, he you know he might have his <laughs> he might have his eyes on the job there if he's already in the building. Um, oh. In the well, do you know what I mean? It, you know, if yeah. he's already in the building there, then yeah. And I dare say, Mister Harris is under a little bit of pressure there already isn't he and especially with them being a parachute team so um 
I like him. I think he's I think he's really intelligent, but it looks like another club's already got the claws into him. <laughs> Teeing him up nicely. Um transfer wise, who do you think? Someone said earlier, I need to put it on the screen. That's why I put it on so I didn't forget his point. Again, you know, as I say, I rely on you heavily for championship information. Do you know any lower than that? Because obviously the position we're in, we're not going to get anyone from league above or same division, really. So that could could see us delve into the lower leagues. If we need, for example, a central midfielder who's got a bit of flair and can create, who do you think any players potentially out there could be available? Sorry to put you on the spot. Well, the in, the interesting ones, I don't know. It would just be so perfect. I don't know where we would go. Ben Pearson for um, Preston. And there's a few players who've got six months left on their contract. Some really good players. Alex Mowat from Barnsley, Pearson and Brown, talking central midfielders from Preston, Bright Samuel, Barry Bannon. There's there's a lot of players whose contracts are up at the end of the season. Um, my, my theory is, though, that once... Uh, I don't know, Watford sell Saar or Bournemouth sell King or Norwich sell whoever, I th- I think they might get pilfered by the parachute teams on like nice 18-month deals with big promotion bonuses. And that's the difficulty you can't compete. So it may be that you do have to go lower. Obviously, um, there's there's a very good midfielder at Ipswich called Flynn Downs, so you could do a lot worse than. But um, you already pulled our pants down for Bielkowski, didn't you? So... Um, maybe we should close the door on that. But no, there are. It's it's weird with League One. There he is. It's weird with um, with League One because often it literally anyone who's any good lasts about three months in the Championship team. All because all it takes is like quarter of a million, half a million, or something. And I think Stoke are about to take one of your um, the rivals there, one of the Charlton um, wingbacks, yeah. um, aren't they? So. Um, yeah, there, there will be there will be players there will be players down there, but um, it's always a bit of a gamble, isn't it? You you know they are, they are, they either need a while to um, to acclimatise to the championship, don't they? Or um, someone's just put Dobra from Dobra from Ipswich. Yeah, um, there there are there are decent players down there, but you would think if someone was already playing in League One, good enough for the um, for the uh, Championship that every man and his dog would already be interested in and in bidding for them. So, so I think when we had a chat pre-season, I said we'd finish about. I can't remember exactly what we said. Might be sure research that. We sort of said <laughs> prove one eight. If I said I'd take top ten at a minute, we're sort of struggling. How do you think we can sort this out this season? And where do you think we will finish? Well. Um... The difficulty is, is if you actually look at some of those teams in the middle, already above Millwall, there's some sense that a couple of them above you are underachieving as well. So you're kind of predicting, it's like, if everyone goes higher, everyone stays where they are. If you Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I would expect Preston and Blackburn to go up a, a place or two. Um, you know, may, maybe Luton might drop a, a few places down, but like, you know... You, Talk about Millwall, would Luton are very dynamic, got good good home form. A lot of the things you've said Millwall haven't got Luton Luton have this season. And it's just just a bit of a shame because you'd want um you'd want Millwall to be where, where Barnsley are, you know, the um upsetting that little area outside of the outside of the playoffs and possibly having a run. You, it's just 
up the top, um, Dan, it's just so hard because you've got you've got the three parachute year one teams all competent. So they're going to be so hard to displace. Then you've got Brentford and Swansea who are still still good. Then you've got teams like Stoke and Cardiff who are, you know, well-resourced. You've got Reading who are doing really well. Bristol City, they could go anywhere. You've got Blackburn with really good forwards. Barnsley playing well. So there's a there's an entire, that's an entire top half of a table yeah. who you can all argue are probably going to finish above Millwall if things stay the same. So um, it does look like, um, it does look like a, a 14th or something um, might work out. And I had a look, the games in hand, you got two games in hand. Oh, my own. Bournemouth away and Watford at home. <laughs> That's yeah. helpful, isn't it? We've got Watford away. Uh, sorry, Bournemouth away. And then we've got Huddersfield away. Before that, we've got Nottingham Forest away. Then we've got Watford at home. Cardiff away. So we've got six very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, very, very difficult fixtures coming up. It's, uh, again, I, I don't want to be too defeatist. I don't actually have a problem with our league position. I'm seeing people put in the comments as well that you know, it's not it's not the results; it's the manner of the results and performances, and just just a severe lack of just. You know, we're paying the ten pounds to watch it on iPhone, mate. And some days I'm sitting there doing streams. I'm apologising to people that they're sitting there because there's just nothing to talk about. There's nothing, just no excitement, no no creative ideas. But no Dan, some some of that is not Millwall's fault this season because if you look, if you actually look down the league, and I've said this, there's a lot of pragmatic managers. There's there's Warnock. Poundovic at Reading's quite good without the ball. Have you have you seen Stoke play? They're pragmatic as they're stiff yeah. as hell. Um, Stoke, um, Harris at, at Cardiff, obviously you know can be a bit of a pragmatic one. Ainsworth, Warren. There's like Karanka. There's like seven or eight teams where they're quite happy to sit without the ball. So yeah, you will get games between. No offense between. Birmingham and Millwall or Rotherham and Birmingham or Cardiff and, you know, whoever. And there has been a few dull ones and you kind of look and, you know, Norwich are open and free-flowing and Brentford, um, Swansea, but good defensively. There's there's not, it's not like that season where we had Norwich under Farker, Bielsa Leeds and Wilder Sheffield United and uh, Grealish and Smith at Villa where there's like, and West Brom with, Barnes, Gale and Rodriguez. There's, you know, where you've got five teams. Um, well done on the blocking. You did a great, <laughs> did a great job there, Dan. Um, yeah, make but, out your, they make out their me. You know, they don't even say anything. It's not for me to get a block. <laughs> Just but, but, do, do, you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? There's not actually, it's not all Millwall that uh, that is making some of these games a, a little bit turgid at, at times. Yeah, no, I do understand it. And that's just the thing for me, you know, going off subjects a little bit, just football in general is, you know, you're younger than me, I'm sure. But growing up, you know, you had the four threes and the, the Liverpool v Man United games mm-hmm. and you know, these London derbies, Arsenal, Spurs, five fours and high scoring, you know, Premier League classics and championship games or high scoring. In this day and age, everyone just seems content to sit. Everyone just seems content to sit. But Dan, the players are knackered, aren't they? And uh, some teams are going out with five players injured and two coming back from COVID. And, you know, you can see sometimes when they're playing a midweek away game and it's the fourth consecutive week of Saturday midweek where the manager's just saying, look, 
sit in, get a draw, get back home. Do you know okay. what I mean? That, that... Steve Lees is dire to watch. Uh, no heart, no passion, no desire. Terrible to watch as Haggis. Very, very boring. And then that one, I, that pops up today, I believe. Did, did, did he want to, is he put himself forward for the vacant Fleetwood job, Cahill? Yes, I think he has, hasn't he? So there you go. There's a manager for you, Joseph Barton. Joe Barton. <laughs> what actually happened there? I don't know what happened with that. He, like, he, he said he'd never play Chair Evans again, didn't he? And then all of a sudden he's resigned. I don't know what's going on there. Chair Evans has gone to Preston with Mollenby as well. Oh, yeah. Well, look, but this Jason Mollenby, I couldn't believe that yesterday. Club are allegedly, you know, a record fee for, for him. And then I'll, I'll put a video out. And then 25 minutes after the video goes out, he signs for Preston online. Um, very strange one. Very, very strange indeed. Um, why did someone said, Why don't me and you take over, but we can't do any worse? I'd, I'd just be so terrified. I've I've been in that stadium when Millwall aren't playing well, and I'm I'm not thick skinned enough to, you know, to put up with the Millwall crowd. Maybe I'd do it in COVID times when when you lot aren't in there. But nah, you you guys don't tolerate ineptitude, do you? No, I'm talking about that and the, and the no. The no fans, you've got no fans. Do you, do you get on board with that? About, you know, well, we're the 12th man at Millwall. It's something we've just got to learn to deal with, isn't it? We can't keep using it as an excuse, in my opinion. And I think the tight, this season, the tight games where the, the technical teams, you look you look how many games, um, you know, Norwich or Bournemouth or whatever, have won late. You know, I, I, I do think like a Luton or a, or a Millwall or a QPR on a midweek game does. Does miss it out a little bit. So I think I'd laugh then because that that actually is my son. This is Benjamin, Benjamin Blue played the piano. <laughs> there you go. I was pretending to be him again, which would just be weird because it means they nicked everything that was ease. But um, yeah, all right, mate. Well, listen, thanks, thanks for joining us. If there's anything else you want to talk about, if you want to face some questions, that's that's totally up to you. Or if you want to shoot off and have your dinner, you let me know. But just actually, I will just ask you before you go. You go to a lot of grounds. Be honest. Is me all that? more edgy than other grounds or do you think all all fans of all clubs say that no no it is it is yeah no as as a neutral it definitely i, I always though we've mentioned it before um uh, when you lost when you lost at home to fulham on that friday night when you were really pushing for the playoffs mm. i've i've never heard anything like that and the game kicked off and you hit the bar after about 3 minutes Cooper, and yeah. the the mill when that went out for a corner, Jesus Christ, that was frightening, absolutely frightening. So no, it's it's no, there's this not a myth. It's not a myth at all. It's not a myth. No, it's definitely definitely true. So, um, right, okay, mate. Yeah, so I'll, I'll let you shoot off now. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. You're very very welcome. Um, I know um lots of Millwall fans know already, but um, you want to come over, subscribe to my channel. Um, Benjamin Bloom football channel we cover championship we do five teams in the Premier League the ones that got promoted from the championship as well but we get loads of loads of Millwall fans in they are they are a little bit grumpy at the moment Dan I have to I have to say they're not they're, they're not happy my Millwall friends at the moment but the one good thing ab about Millwall subscribers is they know what they're talking about and they don't mince their words which is do you know what I mean is you know it, that that works quite well but um no thank you thank you um everybody and um thank you for having me dan colin just donated another tenner thank you very much colin 
In fact, how, rich, how rich is Colin? He's loaded, isn't he? He's the only one in lockdown making any. He, he must work for Amazon, mustn't he? He's the only one making. <laughs> only one making any money, eh? Well, listen, super chats are open. I did say I'd split 50 50 with Ben, but I will give you everything tonight, Ben. So there you go. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. Do That's fine, mate. Sneak League Legend, a regular contributor, and a Patreon. Ben's also got a Patreon page. So, yes, mate, your, your, um, your, your content is very, very strong. Very, very yeah, Patreon.com slash Benjamin Bloom. And as you can hear, I love to talk, but on Patreon, I do abridged short versions without waffling of um, my predictions and my reviews. So they're more like six minutes than 66 minutes, uh, which they tend to be when we when we go live. So, um, yeah, um, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Steve thank you, thank you. and um, Colin. There you go, this is Joe Holloway. Thank you, Joe. That's that's very, very kind. Oh, very thank kind. You so much. Just tell me we're not going to get relegated and we're going to be fine, please. Yeah, it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna happen, um, honestly. And I will come back on here and apologise profusely if you're anywhere near. But there's Ben's phone number on here if we do. So <laughs> yeah, that, I I will change that if um if you if you do for that. No, I just look look Wickham are cooked, aren't they? It's going to be so hard for them to to get out of it and. I think Rotherham have been have been going that way. So, um, and like I said, would you rather be in Millwall shoes, QPR shoes, or Birmingham shoes at the moment? Um, it's the thing I do. I do reflect on that. You know, I think I'm you know, I'm moaning that we're in trouble when you look at teams like Sheffield Wednesday and Derby. Do you know what I mean? Clubs of that size. Well, and all it takes for and there could be a really big club go if um, if Sheffield Wednesday get the appointment wrong. Um, I think Forest will be fine, won't they? And Dar- Rooney seems to be doing really well at. At Derby, but if Wednesday get the appointment wrong, um, you know, then uh, it could. <laughs> that wasn't my it, son. That's the guy could, again. There was someone making out that was my son. Uh, put put David's comment up. That needs to go in the fake news sim bin. This this is a three thousand pound called Chronos, not a Casio keyboard. You've got him. If I try and wind Ben up, David, switch. I've got it now. Go for go for his musical instruments. Yeah. Go. Yeah, don't 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 question the legitimacy of of my instrument. There you go. Um, no, again, it's got no it's got no speakers in. It goes into um, expensive PA systems. So um, tremendous stuff. Um, I do miss going to Millwall. It's you know it's a nice nice drive from where I am, and and literally every time I go, some South Londoner comes up and talks to me, always in very entertaining fashion. So you you and me both make missing it. It's terrible what's going on in a minute, but. As I said, I try and keep our fan base going, and you're doing a brilliant job for our fan base and the rest of the championship, mate. So take me off. Go, yeah, I'd go mad if I'd go mad if we didn't. God, yeah. But brilliant. Thanks as always, mate. Superb. Appreciate your comments, and I'm sure I'll sleep a lot better tonight knowing that you've guaranteed <laughs> stream that we're not going to get relegated. I've guaranteed it, and it's my fault if it happens now. Obviously. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 